This is Make Yourself at Home, a series where we have conversations with members of the real estate community about the return and recovery after the pandemic. I'm Miriam Hall, I'm BizNow's New York reporter. On this episode, Manhattan Chamber of Commerce President Jessica Walker. The Chamber and others around the city have partnered with WeWork to market the discounts the co-working company has on offer. The idea is to encourage small and mid-sized businesses to bring their people back, which Walker says will inject life into the city once more. Well, with the vaccine rollout going so well, we are getting to the point where people are ready to come out of their houses in a healthy way. And so that does change the discussion around going back to work, going back to the office. What we're seeing, though, is large companies are coming back a lot, very slowly. Much of their workforce, they need time to plan, right? So many large companies, many of the tech companies, for example, told their employees that they don't have to think about coming back to the office before September, if not 2022. And again, part of that is to give their workforce the time to plan, to think about schooling, you know, to be able to make decisions about where they're going to be located, which makes a lot of sense. But small and mid-sized businesses can be more nimble with their workforce. It's just a smaller workforce. And so it's a lot easier for them to make decisions about, you know, starting to come back to the, starting to come back to the office. So, yeah, I mean, I I think that the, we're still in New York City, we're still about 25% below the foot traffic we had before the pandemic began. So that does show that we still have a lot of remote workers or people who have left the city. But I do think we're at that point where people are starting to think about coming back. I was going to say, people keep telling me the streets are more busy, and I think they just don't remember how busy those streets were. (laughs) Compared to what? (laughs) Guys, but so you think, so 25% down, is that right? Is that the official figure that you have? Yes. uh, Citywide foot traffic is still down 25% uh, since pre-pandemic levels. But of course, when you go and look at specific communities, places like Midtown are still, you know, down 50%, just because again, that's, that's so focused with office workers normally. What about the, um, the all important money perspective on this? Because it's all, it's all very well to be like, people like the office and people like collaborating, but companies like saving money. Are you, have you heard much about companies looking at how much they've been able to cut costs in terms of office space and how they're thinking about that's affecting them moving forward? Yeah, certainly. Uh, So again, the partnership study did start to look at this, and there are other studies that are starting to ask about this. Um, But just looking at real estate numbers, it's clear that some businesses are starting to have a smaller footprint. So um, they still are going to have office space, but it's just going to be smaller. And I think that, you know, what we're going to see is a greater willingness to allow people to work from home, have a little bit more flexibility. Maybe it's just, you know, a few days a week, but I think that this is you know, remote working is going to be here to stay uh, at some level, even after the pandemic ends. Are you one of those people that's really scared about that from a, like an economic perspective for the city? Well, it's going to have some ramifications, sure. I mean, I have to admit, before the pandemic, I was a little uh, skeptical about the whole, you know, being able to work from home and still become, you know, still be productive. And, you know, in some ways we're more productive. (laughs) We're working all the time. But, but yeah, I mean, I think that it does, it, it, it is a challenge for New York City if we, you know, don't bring our uh, a substantial amount of our remote workers back at, at some level um, because of the ecosystem, right? So when foot traffic is, is down, that means they're not going out and shopping in our stores and not going into our restaurants, uh, you know, all of that good stuff. So it does have an impact. 
Um, but again, New York City is always full of changes. So, you know, is there a way that we're going to evolve in a way that's going to uh, lead to more innovation and, you know, help us prosper in a different way? Quite possibly. So I, I'm not uh, totally pessimistic about it, but at the same time, I do think we do need to do everything possible to attract back as many remote workers as we can. There was an interesting um, movement towards the end of last year, about September, where some of the bigger landlords were saying that you have a, saying to the companies, you have a responsibility to come back and support the city that supported you so much didn't really work. Do you have any thoughts as to why that didn't work? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it's because you can't force your workers to come back if they don't feel safe. And I don't think most companies wanted to be in a position of forcing employees to, to make a decision like that. Because, you know, an employee, especially a very, you know, somebody who's very skilled and has, you know, great talents, they could just go work for some, some other company. Uh, who's not going to make that, uh, you know, force them to make that kind of decision. So um, I, you know, I just think that it just, it just didn't work at the end of the day as a good business decision, especially for, for large companies. Um, you know, it's different for a restaurant where you need your workers to be there, but for the larger companies, uh, I, I just think that at the end of the day, it wasn't, it wasn't a good business decision for a lot of those, for a lot of those guys. There's been a lot of sensitivities and they still are. And I guess businesses are having to kind of wrap their heads around that. Yeah, I mean, this has been an interesting time for everybody, right? There are legal implications um, for employers. Uh, there are, you know, ethical questions uh, all the time. And then, you know, at the end of the day, we're humans. And so there are these unique uh, set of circumstances just on an individual basis. Some people, again, you know, they're dealing with childcare issues. Some people do have underlying conditions. Like it really has been very individualized and you have to customize for, for different employees. So I think it's just been a really tough time for many of these employers to, to get this right. There's been a steep learning curve uh, around what the responsibilities are and, and sort of the best practices because nobody expected this. And so everybody had to learn uh, how, to, how to approach it and how to handle it. Do you think New York has a bit of an optics problem now? I mean, flashback, you know, 18 months, New York was glamour and prestige. Now we've got trouble with our economy, supposedly, terrible pandemic, global epicenter for many months. Of course, the whole world has suffered from it, but New York got really badly hit. And there's now all the discussion about how safe the streets are, how clean the streets are, and what its future is going to be like. Is it, is it an optics problem, do you think? Potentially, um, I, I think you're right. I mean, listen, we're we're also a media capital, so right. anything, anything that's happening here uh, <laughs> is going to be magnified right out into the media. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah, I mean, we were the epicenter, which I think, for for obvious reasons, just really affected our tourism, which is a huge part of our economy. In, in sheer dollars, it's bigger than than finance uh, to the city right now. I mean, it's a huge part of our economy. So that was um, problematic. Uh, and then I think, you know, some of these things cascaded, right? So when we have fewer people out on the streets, that it allows for, you know, certain crimes to, to happen because now you don't have the average citizen just walking down the street who could, you know, potentially prevent things from happening. So it, it all sort of comes together. I do think that, you know, we have seen some, some issues around our quality of life uh, erode but it, we're nowhere near back to the, the bad old days of the 70s. But I think, you know, what it is, is that a lot of people who care a lot about the city, um, you know, notice that, that we do have some, some issues happening now and they want to address those now so that they don't get worse. 
but but I think that that is happening. I think that um, those discussions are happening, and I do think we're we're on track, you know, to get everything under control, bring our workforce back in a way that, you know, it's going to be New York, the New York that people love and want to come back to. We are going to have our restaurants open again. We're going to have Broadway. We're going to have all of these things. So, so I think that this is a blip, and we're gonna, you know, we're gonna get past this. But yes, I I, I do think that that we can't take it for granted those reputational issues, but we need to nip it in the bud sooner rather than later. For a long period of time, you know, pictures of a hospital ship in, our, in, in New York Harbor was being beamed out to the world and people hang on to those sorts of images, I think. Absolutely. But people forget as well. <laughs> well, yes, but the, the, the good thing, the good news is, um, you know, there was just an announcement yesterday, Mayor de Blasio uh, is gonna be working with NYC and company to put a lot of money behind a real marketing campaign just to you know, let people know where New York City is um, so that those images from you know, the height of the pandemic uh, around this time last year are not the lasting images of, of what's going on here. One of the ideas that you've got is working with WeWork to push out their campaign to offer discounted space. What was the thinking behind that? Well, just as we said, I mean, I think we know that large companies are probably not gonna come back for some time, come back to the office for some time. And, uh, but we also saw some opportunity with the small and mid-sized businesses that, uh, especially, like I said, after they get that vaccine, they're thinking about, maybe I can go back to the office. Um, as you know, we working is co-working space. Um, and what we like about it, we're, our, our, in all honesty, our, our chamber is actually located in a WeWork. Really? Has I it always been in a WeWork? Well, when I took over a few, five years ago, we, we actually made the decision to move into a WeWork so that we could be around, you know, the businesses we're trying to help. Mm. Um, and so it's been really great for us. One of the things that I like um, is the flexibility. So as your business grows or contracts, you can move into the space that fits you. Um, and so that's one of the nice things right now for a business that, uh, you know, maybe you know, shuttered its office or had to lay people off uh, at the height of the pandemic, and now they're ready to, to come back and, you know, just start hiring slowly. You know, you can get an office for two people. Uh, and then as your business grows over the year, you know, you can move into to a larger office space. So it's, it's right sizing in that way, which is really nice. Um, the other thing is we, through this partnership with WeWork, um, they are offering uh, steep discounts. So if, if a business gets um, an annual lease, uh, the first three months of that lease will, they don't have to pay, um, it'll be free. And so again, that, that also gives the businesses some breathing room to get settled, uh, start bringing in some revenue uh, before they have to make any payments. So that's why we think it's so important. Again, it's just an incentive to try to help these businesses transition back to the workplace. So did WeWork call you or did you call WeWork? How did that work? Well, this is something that they've actually uh, piloted in Atlanta, I believe in Miami, Miami. Uh, and so they reached out to us to say, we'd like to do something in, in New York around this as well. Um, so they partnered with us and also our, our colleagues at the other uh, borough-wide chambers. So you're doing it, you're, you're doing the advertising for it, right? You're pushing it out to helping them, people understand what it's on offer. Absolutely, absolutely. Just to get the word out. Um, again, it's, it's a win-win for the city, right? Because uh, the small business owner can get out of their house and, uh, you know, get working again, which I think is is great. We want those businesses to succeed. But also, you know, again, they're bringing foot traffic back to the city. Uh, they're shopping in the restaurants, eating in the eating in the restaurants, shopping in the stores. Um, and so it just I think it's just good for, for the city overall. 
Are there other ideas that you're you're toying with or thinking of at the moment that could be like a similar kind of partnership or a similar kind of idea? Uh, to try to bring workers back? Yeah, I mean, I think um, there are other co-working spaces who have reached out to us. They want to do something similar, which I think is a great uh, a great thing because we you know we want to make sure that we we um, that everybody that there are lots of options out there for for folks to come back. Um, and then we have been, you know, specifically Manhattan really is ground zero right now in terms of the, the economic hit that the city's taken. Um, the outer boroughs have bounced back a little bit better, but that's just because New York City is so, you know, focused. Uh, the customer base is, is really tied in with tourism and the office workers. Mm. Um, so that's part of it. We also did a lot of digital ads um, telling people that it's, you know, Manhattan is open. Uh, you know, you, you can come back. And we did a lot of those ads, not only for the outer boroughs, but also, you know, we know a lot of New Yorkers are, are in the Hamptons and, uh, you know, in Connecticut and Westchester. Uh, and so we need to remind them to come back into the, into the city as much as possible. What do you think the big lure would be for someone who's out in the Hamptons right now or, the, or Connecticut right now? I mean, what, how would you pitch it to me? <laughs> well, first of all, the shopping. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're not going <laughs> to, you're not going to get the, uh, all the options that you can get in New York City. So um, that's always a good place to start. And I think especially with the good weather coming on, you know, it's nice for just a day trip, uh, if nothing else. So um, that's a good place to start. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I think um, the other thing I should mention is with WeWork, one of the, the other options is even if you don't get a private office space, um, one of the options is also what they call an all access pass, which allows somebody to go into any WeWork in the city uh, and work there, you know, take your laptop and work there just for the day or to host a meeting at a WeWork throughout the city. So that's the other thing is just, you know, we're just trying to encourage people to get out of their houses a little bit, again, in a safe way. Uh, hopefully most people are, are vaccinated or on their way to getting vaccinated at this point. And uh, so that also, you know, provides some more options just to sort of get out there. It's funny. Um to see that turnaround because I remember at the start of the pandemic people were saying like co-working is over no one is ever going to want to be in a co-working position again because of the you know being with different people and and it sounds like it, we're seeing some uh, a bit of a renaissance well the start of a renaissance of sorts yeah I mean yeah tell that to my my sister who's been her co-workers have been three three children <laughs> <laughs> She, you know, she is ready. They, they're now back in school and she is ready. Uh, and so I think, you know, the, one of the other things about co-working spaces is that when you are a small, a small company, it does give you the feel of being at a larger, a larger place. And so you get, you do get to see people, you can go, you know, talk to people around the water cooler, that sort of thing, uh, which I think a lot of people like as well. Someone who just op is just opening a hotel said to me the other day, they were in the room and they were like, just stop, listen. And everyone was like, what are you talking about? And he was like, just listen to the hum. It's the hum of a building being active. And I guess that's what we all want to go back to is this kind of hum, a sense of pr a productive hum. I mean, listen, this is all about options. I, like I said, I think that there are some people who, you know, have really liked uh, working from home. And some people who, who are dying to get back into the office. And then some people in between who are going to do a few days here and a few, day, a few days there. But we just want to make sure that there are options. And again, maximize, um, you know, those options for people who do want to come back to the city. What about um, uh, last year, there was obviously a, a, a kind of a national reckoning with race. Um, and that translated over time into a lot of support for minority-owned businesses and Black-owned businesses. I mean, I was just talking to someone yesterday who owns a tea shop in Brooklyn, 
and um, the whole fortunes of her company changed because Shonda Rhimes and Beyonce put them on a curated Black-owned business list. So they had this incredible um, response from the public. Um, and so she said that, you know, these two, two women changed the whole trajectory of my company. What about um, from the Manhattan Chamber of Commerce perspective, like how are you supporting and making sure that as we return back to the city, these types of companies are supported and they have their kind of place. They don't get railroaded by big companies and people with a lot of money. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. Thank you. So, um, and that is amazing because um, there has been an outpouring of, of a lot of companies who have put, put money behind, you know, um, entrepreneur, black entrepreneurs uh, to help them start a company and, and further their company. Absolutely. Um, we actually are part of a partnership. It's called the Small Business Resource Network. Mm -hmm. And we launched this in September and it's, it's a citywide program. We handle the coverage in, in Manhattan, but basically what it is, is it allowed us to hire staff members to go out door to door um, and talk with business owners. And we have um, to try to help them, you know, make it through the pandemic. And that includes linking them to financing, helping them take advantage of federal stimulus dollars, helping them with their marketing and technology. Uh, we've built free websites for companies. I mean, anything to help them uh, really try to stabilize and make it through to the other side of the pandemic. And I will tell you, we have focused particularly on women-owned and minority-owned businesses. Um, so I'm proud to say that that has been the bulk of the businesses that we've helped. Um, I think citywide, we've we've really gone deep with about 12,000 uh, small businesses, which is a big deal considering, you know, how tough this has been for so many. So it's something we definitely are committed to and we want to continue because certainly, you know, right now it's about survival. Uh, but but in hopefully, you know, in a few months, we're going to get to the point where we can refocus and really try to think about ways to help businesses thrive in New York. Uh, there are some businesses who, you know, haven't been able to afford their rent. And um, we have an eviction moratorium in place, but that at some point is going to expire. And so we're doing everything we can to try to help those businesses make more revenue, uh, or like I said, pull in some financing to stabilize so that, you know, once that, that moratorium is raised, they're not going to be evicted. So like I said, this is still a very much uh, a survival situation. We're not out of the woods yet, but, but we're, we're getting there. We are getting there. Yeah, I think the eviction moratorium, both on a residential and business perspective, is huge. Um, and people are very nervous about what's going to happen there. Um, have you had much um, insight into what kind of federal support or, or state dollar support there are for small businesses? Because there was so much focus on helping renters, which is obviously a, a huge thing because that's people's homes and, and can't have people out on the street. But there was, I've heard a lot about people really wanting to push forward with support for small businesses now. Where... Where would you say that's that's at at the moment? Yeah, well, I mean, the federal government really was the only place that could provide the the infusion of cash that was necessary. So the big thing for small businesses was the PPP program, it's, uh, and that provided loans to small businesses that could be turned into a forgivable grant uh, if you were able to use that money to keep uh, you know keep your payroll going, to keep your staff uh, employed. Um, but either way, it was still a way to stabilize your business because even if it remained alone, it was very low interest. Um, and so we think that that was the biggest stabilizer for the city. We put out a report maybe two weeks ago showing that that program has already infused $25 billion into the city's economy. And that's all flowing through small businesses. 
and that has, you know, that's huge. Um, that helped to save 2.7 million jobs in the city. Um, and and uh, those, what we're trying to do now is maximize that uh, because the deadline is at the end of May. So we're trying to get, we're, we're out there trying to get every business to sign up if they're eligible uh, because that's huge. Um, without that, we would have seen a lot more businesses closed. We would have seen, you know, a lot more layoffs. Um, and then there was a big program recently passed for restaurants because they've been really hurt in all of this. Uh, and that's going to start soon providing grants to restaurants. 2.7 million jobs is, is pretty, is pretty incredible. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we'll see again, if this continues to go on much longer, you know, that there's always that threat, um, that, that some of those jobs will go away. Um, but, uh, but yeah, the, the, the federal government's, um, help in this way has been immense. Are you guys back at the office, the, the Manhattan Chamber? Part-time. Part-time. How's it going? Uh, it's going well, but you have to remember, most of our staff right now are out in the streets trying to help small businesses. So, yeah, everybody is out and about, uh, for the most part, just sort of running around uh, the borough. But, yeah, we're, we're doing a lot. We are doing a lot. Jessica Walker is the president of the Manhattan Chamber of Commerce.